Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective. Today, I've got James with me. How's it going, James? Oh, pretty well. How are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad. I'm sadly bereft of my microphone today, but um, we'll soldier on. Um, the main thing that we're talking about today is something which has been all over the news, really, the last few days, which is the defunding of UNRWA. We've spoken about it a little bit, um, but we're going to talk about it in a bit more depth. So um, in the last few days, it's been announced by a number of kind of leading countries in the UN, particularly the UK and the US, I think France is in there as well, and a few others, um, that they're withdrawing their funding for UNRWA. Um, and this is following um, basically information which was handed over by the Israeli government to UNRWA itself, um, alleging that 12 staff members um, were are basically involved with Hamas and were involved with the October 7th massacre. Um, and therefore, we've seen this reduction, this withdrawal in funding. Um, and this has prompted a huge response uh, from the UN itself, but also it suddenly... And we're going to be talking about this a bit later in the reality show. To suddenly, the media, which has been fairly tight-lipped on UNRWA for the last few months, suddenly has a lot to say. Uh, but James, I'll, so Hannah, what do you think about this uh, this defunding? Well, first, I want to say that we at the Ayn Rand Center UK are not surprised, terribly surprised at this. Uh, we have been covering the UNRWA uh, issue. We noted, uh, well, let's just go back, uh, provide even broader context. Back when President Trump was president, he defunded, took away the American funding. By far, America is the leading funder of UNRWA with 150 some million dollars a year. He suspended that funding based simply on the information that we had that UNRWA schools were propagandizing this horrific violence and anti-Semitism, simply based on the information that we had earlier that UNRWA employs Hamas. Hamas militants are actually employed. Based simply on that evidence, we of course uh, ourselves uh, took to the took to the airwaves here at Ayn Rand Center UK more than two months ago, decrying that. Uh, and now, now uh, Israel has uh, provided evidence that at least at least a dozen uh, Hamas operatives were on the payroll of UNRWA, specifically an UNRWA teacher was holding one of the hostages hostage in her attic. We have at least one UNRWA employee who was participating in the atrocities, an attack on a kibbutz on a, October 7th. We have, and now in the wake of the evidence, and the evidence consists of both documentary evidence and computers that were collected from Hamas during the IDF uh, attack on uh, uh, defensive attack on uh, the Gaza Strip. So we have documentary evidence, we have photographs, we have computers. More than that, we actually have witness testimony from one of the hostages, at least one of the hostages, and witnesses from October 7th, which are now coming in and confirming this. This makes it quite clear that UNRWA is actually one of the pro Iranian proxies uh, that has been causing violence uh, throughout the Middle East. UNRWA is an active armed agent of evil right now. And anyone like uh, General Secretary Gutierrez, who is decrying the suspension of uh, funding major, as you point out, major nations, the United uh, States has now once more withdrawn its funding from UNRWA, but so has Germany, which is the second biggest uh, provider of aid to UNRWA, but as well, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, now uh, Japan and Italy have joined in, along with the Netherlands, Sweden, Finland. So civilized nations of this world have suspended their funding, obviously, because all of this funding would be going to continued murder of Israelis, more atrocities. This is the active support in a material way of 
the attacks on Israel, the violence on Israel. UNRWA is a military enemy of Israel. They are actively participating in the attacks on Israel, not merely ideologically, not merely providing uh, implicit aid and comfort. <clears throat> now, get this. It would be we, uh, today. What was it? Yesterday, Haaretz, an Israeli news agency said, but what? There's no other options just to provide this humanitarian aid. How are, how are, is Israel or the West going to provide? Wait, 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 wait one minute here. UNRWA, the organization that was supposed to provide aid, has been knowingly helping Hamas. So Hamas and UNRWA are directly responsible for any cutoff of the aid. Directly responsible because of their insistence on participating in actual violence against Israel. UNRWA is no better than Hamas or Hezbollah itself. They are paid proxies actively engaged in violence against Israel materially supporting it, employing people who do it. <clears throat> now, of course, this comes as little surprise, as I say, to those of us at Ayn Rand Center UK, we've, we've seen this coming. But can you imagine the moral uh, obscenity of saying that we have to continue to fund, because we have to get to humanitarian relief to the Palestinians, to continue to fund an organization which is materially supporting and actively employs people who are violent against Israel, including people who were involved in October 7th. This is obscene. Any suspension of aid from UNRWA is the direct fault of UNRWA's immoral behavior, is the direct fault of Hamas. They are, in fact, in what they did is they jeopardized. They were the ones who jeopardized the humanitarian aid. It's not the nation's it's not the United Kingdom and the United States in suspending their financial support that is cutting off the aid. No, the fault here, again, talk about a weird, perverse, morally upside-down world. <clears throat> no, uh, as I say, UNRWA is one of these Iranian proxies now. Uh, UNRWA is an anti-Israel militant group, as far as I can see. UNRWA is not only propagandizing, uh, the, the actively, ideologically propagandizing on behalf of uh, anti-Israel militants, they're actually funding the, and participating in, in violence against Israel. The United Nations is militarily hostile in an active way against the state of Israel. For any civilized nation to mouth the ideals, the alleged ideals of the United Nations, uh, about inter territorial integrity or the existence of Israel itself or the existence of Israel itself and to continue in this organization is involved in worse, much worse than any kind of hypocrisy. They're involved in an overt military attack on Israel, providing aid, comfort, military support, employing people who are engaged in these atrocities. You know, Morgan, I know I'm sounding a bit upset here, but uh, I don't think UNRWA can be seen as anything other than a militant uh, agent uh, in this war right now. An overt military, uh, uh, you know, I was saying how the nations like uh, uh, Qatar or Turkey who harbor Hamas militants are uh, valid targets. I, theoretically speaking, UNRWA is a valid military target for civilized nations such as Israel right now because they are uh, morally just as corrupt and evil and as guilty of October 7th as Hamas itself. Um, and they're actively supporting it. And this is not the first time, I, I mean, as an American today, I also have to say something that has got me quite upset. Viewers of our channel will know that two months ago, 
when attacked three months ago, when attacks began on American military bases throughout the Middle East through Iranian proxies, when uh, American service uh, men and women were being injured, um, the overt policy of President Biden was to wait for American military personnel to die before he would take decisive action. Well, we not only have the two Navy SEALs who were killed uh, in uh, uh, efforts uh, to fight the Houthis, who have now shut off 50% of the, the trade going through, the, the commerce going through the Red Sea, we now have three dozens more injured, and some of them badly, apparently. They had to be uh, uh, fl uh, flighted to Germany for specialized care. But three were killed uh, in Iranian attacks. And this is the direct fall to the president of the United States. In my view, he murdered these people just as surely as if he held the gun. The President Biden is now, uh, his hands are dripping now with the blood of uh, American servicemen. I believed it was obscene to wait for Americans to die before taking any action. But and I'm not sure what kind of action Biden is now going to take. But ladies and gentlemen, the kind of coverage you're getting here is if it may seem magically prophetic or oracular or something, no, we see the principles. We see how ideas shape uh, history. We are not surprised by any of this. We are not surprised by any of this, ladies and gentlemen. It was uh, uh, an engraved invitation to Iran and its proxies to continue. And uh, America is right now paying the price in American lives for that. Our failure to deal with UNRWA, Joe Biden's re putting the those money, turning the spigot of money back on for UNRWA, uh, without knowing what the Trump administration knew and why they removed the funding and put the funding back, is a direct cause of October seventh. So once more, the Biden administration, my president, the president of the United States, in redesignating the Houthis non-terrorist in refunding UNRWA, directly encouraged and materially supported what happened on October 7th. I'm afraid the moral responsibility for October 7th in part, I know it's the terrorists, they're primarily responsible, but a degree and a shocking degree of moral responsibility uh, must be placed on Western nations who continue to support UNRWA, knowing what they were for the last four years. Absolutely. And even though, um, as you say, a lot of this wasn't directly done by Western nations, there's these people are are responsible and they're culpable for a lot of these things. And that's really gets to the heart of the point. So there was this I was also shocked by Gutierrez. And I want to come back to something that he said, but a statement that was made by the head of UNRWA, a guy called Philippe Lazzarini, um, said the following on the announcement of the withdrawal of funding by a lot of these key states. He said it would be immensely irresponsible to sanction an agency and an entire community it serves because of allegations of criminal acts against some individuals, especially at a time of war, displacement and political crises in the region. Now, this is the kind of language which actually we've seen very consistently um, through just the, not just the reporting on this, which as I say we'll talk about a bit more in the reality show, but also in the other responses from uh, by UNRWA spokespeople or by Gutierrez himself. There's this just this is just a few criminal acts by a few people. It's like akin to like they could have been found to be you know shoplifting or something, <laughs> and therefore it would be wrong to condemn the whole the whole organization. Except of course it's actually what that is doing is minimizing the seriousness of what's going on completely. <laughs> Unbelievable! No, not only minimizing the seriousness, but, but minimizing the moral role. 
We insist that you continue to fund people who did October 7th. We insist that you continue to fund attacks on Israel because of the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. We insist that you use this relief organization designed for relief to continue to, to give us aid and comfort for our violence because of the so-called humanitarian crisis. That, what you what we were talking about, what genocide might look like. UNRWA is in favor, I'm just going to say it outright, UNRWA clearly is demanding the, the right to continue, Hamas to continue its genocide with Western support, with Western support, using altruism as its excuse because there are women and children starving in Gaza. Now, mind you, of the 12 people that are so far involved, nine were immediately canned by UNRWA. In other words, they were fired immediately by the United Nations when Israel gave them the information. One of them is dead, and two others, their status is still being looked into. But uh, you know something? <laughs> These dozen were not a surprise to me, or would be a surprise to any of our listeners, would they, for the last two or three months? <laughs> would it surprise you if there were another dozen, two dozen more? No. No. I mean, the reality we're going to discover is, of course, that the number will be much, much higher than 12. This is just the beginning. Um, this reminded me slightly of the reaction. That, so there's a there's a scandal going on in the UK at the moment um, around the post office, um, because for years it's been found out to be perpetrating this massive miscarriage of justice. Right. And the, re the response from the post office itself and from a fair few politicians had been that even if there was this miscarriage of justice, the people who were the head of the post office didn't really know and so on and so forth. And actually what we've discovered is that they knew all along and they knew for a very long time and they were covering up. Now, if you think about someone like Philippe Lazzarini um, or all of the people who work at UNRWA, is it actually going to be a shock to them that these 12 people were involved? I, I very much don't believe that that's true at all. Although that is, of course, the don't whole pretense they'll put on. The teachers don't know what they're teaching? Yeah. No, they don't know that these are Hamas people they're employing. And more than that, as I say, the Trump administration several years ago had cut off funding citing these things citing these very facts. No, they knew and they've known for years. They, they knew and they've known for years. And in fact, the people at UNRWA know a lot better than you and I know uh, what's going on there, Morgan, eh? Um, and so I can't. And besides, when you had those allegations, you wanted the investigation first, didn't you? Before we keep pumping hundreds of millions of dollars every year into into gaza we want to do the a little investigation first none of that was done clearly they were they were irresponsible clearly they were at fault clearly they're part of the cause of october 7th i'm going to repeat this unra knowingly was part of the cause of october 7th full stop and if it is merely a suspension a suspension then what they're demanding is that we go back to not only appeasing, but funding things like October 7th directly. Yes, um, there was another <clears throat> statement as well, which I thought was fairly shocking. I don't know if you came across this one because this was, I guess, a bit more UK based, but um, there was an interview done by, I think it was Channel 4, who uh, with a guy called Chris Gunness. And so he was one of the official owner of spokespeople from 2007 to 2019. And so basically they got him on as a kind of, you know, what do you think about this kind of thing? Um, and he had the following to say, and I'll just read it out. Uh, there we go. He says, my message to the Arab world, particularly to the Gulf, is where are you? A tiny fraction of those oil revenues would see UNRWA's financial problems disappear overnight. This unconscionable gap inflicted by these Western uh, these Western countries would be filled very quickly. Now, I thought that was pretty extraordinary because he's basically saying, you know, kind of tacitly admitting, look, you guys have an interest in us continuing to do the work that we do. Because in effect, UNRWA is 
um, perpetuating this conflict going on with Israel. So, it, and that provides cover and sucker for you guys. So, you know, we've we can no longer milk the Western countries for doing this anymore because they get the jigs up. So, you guys need to step in and do this because it's in your interest. I think God, that's basically what you're saying. Up. I really hope the jig's up, but what a direct thing. And notice uh, it's really, you know, think of the the countries that have been sympathetic and supportive of Hamas in the course of this. They, they've been perfectly happy to let, and they've known this too, to let Western nations do a lot of the funding, feeding the people, of, not just feeding the people of Hamas, not only giving them medical care, for example, but educating the children in this hateful doctrine, this mysticism-based racism, violent racism, has been the propaganda that they've been pumping out for years now, for years now. We've known Hamas people have been employed by UNRWA. Did that cause these countries to do any kind of investigation? No. But the aid, you see, must continue to, the spikes must continue to flow. The aid must continue to flow no matter what, even if it does materially support October 7th. Wow. Wow. If this isn't the end, the end of civilized nations supporting at least UNRWA, if not the entire United Nations, which, again, the entire general scope of this is not surprising to our listeners, as I've said, and will continue to say as long as there's breath in my body, the United Nations is a dictatorship and terrorism protection racket. Uh, this is merely the latest manifestation of that. The actual material, knowing actual material support for the perpetrators of October 7th. Shocking, disgusting, but it displays the moral corruption that is the United Nations and in particular UNRWA. Yes. And I also, you mentioned Gutierrez before, I also thought his response was fairly shocking because for people who didn't see it, basically what he said was, I too was horrified by these allegations. And it's always, that word is always in the allegations, even though actually, as you say, the evidence has been there for years and is conclusive, really. Um, but so he said, although I was also horrified by these allegations, you shouldn't continue to cut off the, you shouldn't cut off your funding because of the, the conflict that's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I think if someone hears that and doesn't get why that's so terrible, project that you were in his position, right? Let's say you were a true believer in the cause of the UN. You really think the UN is important for world peace. And you were found, and you know, and the, the UN views itself as having a key role in the Israel-Palestine um, conflict, basically. Um, and if you found out that your the organization you were a part of not only wasn't leading to peace, but was funding the terrorists and was indoctrinating children into the cause of the terrorists, I think what your response would be if you were a, a really decent person, you would feel terrible. You would say, we're going to take accountability for this. We're going to root this out, you know, all the way to the bottom. Um, and we're going to make sure that this never happens again. We're truly shocked. We're going to take it, blah, blah, blah. We're going to dismantle UNRWA. We'll, you know, we'll, if we believe it has to be there, we'll, well, we make it with good people and we're going to stop it or whatever, right? That's what you would do. And yet his response wasn't that at all. And that's no. what's so shocking about that. No, he fires nine UNRWA employees as a direct result of the information he gets from Israel and then says the funding must continue. <laughs> now, can then, yeah. now you, I'm going to combine this with another statement Gutierrez made. Recall his first statement. The attacks on October 7th did not have in a vacuum. No, sir, they did not. You were helping them. You were encouraging them. You were actively aiding and abetting them. And indeed, your organization was providing material support for October 7th. No, sir, Mr. Gutierrez, General Secretary, you, you nailed it. You got it just right. It did not happen in a vacuum. vacuum. You helped make it happen, sir. Yeah, exactly. And, this, and that kind of point 
is often brought up by people who are sympathetic to the Palestinian cause in some way, that there is a history to this, this didn't happen in a vacuum. Now, of course, that's completely true, except that that is actually the point which goes against them completely. The history completely goes against the cause of Hamas or of the Palestinian state and so on. Uh, and any disruption of humanitarian aid, any disruption of humanitarian aid is directly the fault of the United Nations and UNRWA and Hamas. You see, it's not it's not Great Britain and the United States who should get any kind of moral blowback from Mr. Gutierrez or anyone else about suspending the funding. It is they should look at a mirror and they should look at their own employees and they should say, I'm terribly sorry that we got wealthy nations to help support this terrorist uh, supporting organization. You're absolutely right. If he had any decency, if any of his statements about the atrocities on October 7th had any weight, he would immediately suspend all activities of this organization. He would call for a total investigation. And of course, when the evidence we know that exists and has long existed comes out, it should be abolished with a with an apology. Uh, you would think, rather than demanding Western nations continue to fund this evil organization, which he is doing. Mm. Um, so, just as we're in the final ten minutes, so let's just do the super chat. So, we have three dollars from Jonathan. Thank you so much. And uh, then we have fifteen. I think that's shekels from Iron Meerkat. Is that shekels? That little symbol? I'm not sure. Um, I hope he says. I hope it's not too early to piss on Unruh's grave. P.S. Gaza del under est. And then from B.S.R. we have two dollars. How should the world? And who asks? How should the world deal with the wretched Qatar? Um, how should people deal with Qatar? Cheers. Well, the United States should immediately cut off all diplomatic relations with Qatar, so long as they support, so long as they're harboring Hamas, for example. Uh, uh, leaders in their country, in their country. Uh, Al Jazeera, one of the great propaganda uh, uh, arms of Islamicism and Islamic evil, uh, uh, the ideology that supports all of this, is headquartered in Qatar. Uh, no, and we have, again, talk about a sanction of evil. Western nations have been doing nothing but sanctioning Qatar, using them as intermediaries, as the so-called moderate intermediaries that can uh, exchange messages between us and Iran and so forth. It, absolute evil. This is a classic case of sanction of the evil. Nations like this should not have even the moral recognition of any kind of morally legitimate state like the United Kingdom or the United States. In my view, yes, absolutely. Um, so, so what do we what do we do, James? Just as we wrap up the show about so UNRWA's lost some of its funding, right? And that that is that's a good that's a good thing, and that is encouraging to see. Since we, as you say, we've been talking about owner on the channel for you know weeks, if not months now, um, and it's you know better late than never. The rest of the world is catching up. But what I'm I'm kind of worried about is that. Um, this is something which will happen temporarily, and then the funding is going to go back. So the reaction from the Scottish government, because we have this kind of quasi-federal system in the UK, so the UK government cut off its funding, but then the Scottish government also provides some funding itself. Um, they didn't provide much, but they provided about £750,000, which is enough to pay salaries and so on. So it's it's not as much as other countries, but it's enough. Um, what they, they didn't say, they will no longer fund UNRWA. They just said they're not going to be sending any more for the time being. Right. right. And so and I'm worried the base the Washington Post have said, oh, it's a temporary suspension. They've insisted that it's just a temporary suspension pending the investigation. Uh, what should we do? 
<laughs> right now, as we we've been saying for months now that civilized nations should leave the United Nations as such, much less this evil UNRWA organization, uh, which of course has been lying about what a Palestinian. We've covered so many specific issues: what a Palestinian uh, refugee is, even under international law. They've completely corrupted that. This it's plain the hostility of the United Nations to Israel, and in fact to civilization and to liberal, uh, truly, to liberalism in the West, uh, I think requires morally. And we should now, we have more than enough facts on the table now, right? I mean, look at what just happened. I mean, the UN just canned, just gave the sack to nine of the 12 people who were uh, accused by Israel. That suggests to me even the UN knows what's, the UNRWA knows, even Gutierrez knows. So they're knowing participants in this. Uh, if, if the West had any sense, they would wake up and realize what an evil organization the United Nations is and get out of it as of yesterday. But we've been arguing that already for other reasons for months now. So, uh, uh, yeah, I should think, though, that this is a wake up call and should serve as a wake up call. Uh, uh, Western money is funding October 7th. Uh, in fact, helped fund October 7th. In fact, propagandized for October 7th. So uh, we got to stop. If we really don't like what happened on October 7th, we've got to permanently end the mechanism by which we supported it, ideologically and materially. That means an immediate withdrawal from the United Nations, in my view. Yes, I think you're right. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to draw the show to a close because we've got the reality show just starting in a few minutes. And I want to try and make sure I get my proper microphone working so I don't sound like I'm speaking out of a potato. Uh, but thank you, James. And um, hope everyone will stick around. We're going to be talk still talking about UNRWA, but we're going to be talking about the media response, why the media was so slow on this and digging into that a little bit. So I hope we'll see everyone there. But the we daily objective will be back on tomorrow. We have one more super chat. Morgan. Oh, we do? Oh, we do. Oh, so we do. Sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll do this before we go. We have $5 from Mark Thomas, who says, James, are you familiar, um, General Secretary Gutierrez and his Catholic SOC Dem background, as well as Christian support to PAL, to PAL, despite terrorism, how to stop? I am not familiar with Gutierrez's Christian background and what his own ideological motivations might be here, but you have just stimulated me to do some homework uh, sir, I promise I will. I'll check it out. Uh, see if I can what I can find out about the the. Uh, I do know many Christians are pro-Palestinian and for religious reasons. There are Christians in the United States. I think of one vicious anti-Semite, uh, Bishop Ray Taylor, an evangelical Christian who says Israel is anti-Christ because it's anti-Christian, and so there are Christian radicals who are anti-Israel based on their Christianity. I'm not sure to what extent, I have no idea about what Gutierrez's background is, but I do suspect that he is uh, one of these progressive Christians. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. And it might, that might be revealing as to why he's made these statements, but we'll have to see. Anyway, we'll wrap up. Thank you so much, James, and we'll see everyone tomorrow. Be safe.